Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to our Royal Blue Podcast channels. I'm Jai Clark, our Everton reporter. Adam Jones is here with me for the very latest on transfer deadline day. A number of outgoings already underway as Carlo Angelotti and Marcel Brands look to cut the deadwood. But could the Blues be set for a late splurge on deadline day? Adam, thanks for joining me. And certainly in terms of outgoings, it doesn't look like it's going to be a quiet one for the Blues today. Yeah, we're still waiting on a confirmation on a, a number of moves that, you know, we're yeah, gathering traction over the course of the weekends. You know, Cenk Tosin in particular, I think, has been you know very active on social media, not really hiding the fact that he's going uh, back to Besiktas on on, uh, on loan. So we're just waiting for uh, full confirmation on that one. Bernard also seems to be somebody uh, on his way out of Everton uh, this, this, uh, this window, you know, but before the end of, the, before the end of today. Uh, he's, uh, we're not quite sure whether that's going to be a uh, a loan or a perm- or a permanent, like uh, whether they're going to get a fee or not for uh, for Bernard from Alm Al- or but so we're just waiting for that one to go through. Uh, John Joe Kenny as well, as it transpired yesterday, he's on his way to Celtic, which would be you know, quite a good move for him. You know, he had his really good loan spell at Schalke last uh, last season, so. It'd be really interesting to see how well he does up in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, you know, he's not been he's not been getting game time here, so it's probably best for all parties that he moves out on loan. And uh, there's another one which I'm forgetting. Jonas Lursel has gone to Jonas, Midtjylland. Jonas Lursel, yeah, has, has already confirmed his move to Midtjylland the, this morning. So we've had one, one, one down, uh, potentially three to go before the end of today. Yeah, no one sort of the Royal Blue offerings quite often speaking of the squad size, the deadwood that is within it. And I suppose we saw back end of last week, Yannick Balassi moving to Middlesbrough as well. Is it therefore seen as a success? This, I know everyone, there's always the clamour for new faces to come in and we'll, we'll get onto a few names that have been linked today. But I suppose this was priority number one for Marcel Brands in this window, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really. It's really hard to remember that sometimes, you know, that Everton did have such a bloated squad at the start of this season. You know, there's still, you know, Anna Besic still hasn't had a move uh, so far this window. You know, there's not really been much talk around his future at all. So there's players like that who've just been you know, hanging around the club. They've not really had any sort of amount of game time. They've not been in the manager's plans yet. They've still been picking up, you know, these these uh, these wages that we just needed to... Uh, needed to get off the books. So it, I think that was certainly the priority for, for Marcel Brands. And, you know, when you when you look at the players, you know, the, the, the four players that we've discussed today, you know, Jonas Lossel has never made an appearance for Everton. So he leaves having, having never never pulled on the share for the club. Uh, John Joe Kenny, as I said, wasn't getting the amount of game time that he needed. So it's not really as if he was a big part of the squad. Uh, Cenk Tosin, just come back from injury and you know, he obviously had that 
game against Rotherham, but you know he wasn't really a, a big part of the squad. So perhaps Bernard, if he goes, he'd be the only big part of the squad that would be that would be on the on his way out uh, so far this window. So I think it's 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 really good that Everton have managed to trim their squad down. But I think it's still on the flip side. I, I think there's still areas in the squad that Everton need to strengthen. You know, I think while Everton do have the right amount of numbers in the squad, I don't think they've got the amount of quality and in depth that they're going to need for, for the rest of the season. So if the if the window was to end without without any incumbents coming in, I think there would be a few people a little bit disappointed with that. Yeah, certainly. Let's get on to, to that shortly. But just in terms of, I suppose, freeing up wages, lack of transfer fees coming in, but those wages very important in terms of FFP. And just quickly on John Joe Kenny and that move to, to Celtic, how do you see this sort of maybe beginning of the end of his, his time at Everton or a great chance to go up north of the border, hopefully get Celtic back towards some kind of title race or if not individually, have a strong end to the season and then reassess his position when he comes back? It's really interesting for him, isn't it? Because, you know, you'd have thought that last season's low move to Schalke, you know, I know Schalke struggled last season in general, but I think John Joe Kenny on a personal level had a really good low move out of Schalke. You know, he was, I think that the way that Schalke played suited him very well and he, he was shining as a right back with them. So when he came back in the summer, I think he probably would have rightly thought to himself, you know, I've got a bit of an, I've got a bit of an opportunity to try and impress here. You know, that was, would have been before Ben Godfrey joined the club, of course. You know, it was just him and Seamus Coleman were essentially seen as the ones battling out in that position. But it's just not really transpired that way. You know, we've had Ben Godfrey, as I've said, moved over to right back on occasion. Mason Hogan's been playing there recently and he's been playing so well uh, over the course of the last few weeks and months. So it's just never really, it's just never really panned out for Kenny. And, you know, it, I, I do get the feeling that if it wasn't going to pan out for him this season, you know, with the opportunity that he had, there at the start of the season, is is it going to work out for him? I think, you know, this, the the Celtic the Celtic move could be a great opportunity for him to go and prove himself again. And you know, if he comes back in the summer and he has, you know, managed to turn Celtic's around in terms of you know fighting for the Scottish Premiership title, and you know, maybe he's a, he, he does see the opportunity at Everton again because it's his boyhood club, isn't it? You know, everybody everybody wants to see him succeed because you know it, it's great to see a lad come. The academy there and make it at the club, but you know, it, it is starting to get to the point now where he, he does need just regular game time, wherever it's going to come for him. So, if it's not going to come at Everton uh, next summer, then you know, perhaps this loan move to Celtic will you know be a way for him to you know get himself in the shop window almost. I feel like that's maybe a little bit harsh to say, but you know, it could be, could be the case. Yeah, Anthony Gordon's another young talent, of course, coming through that everyone wants to really see succeed. And I suppose if Bernard and Cenk Tosin are going out, it is going to limit the amount of attacking options that Carlo Angelotti has available. Of course, Anthony Gordon was part of the match day squad against Newcastle at the weekend. Less said about the game, the better. But yeah. hopefully it might offer him a chance in the, the, the second half of the season to be involved on a more frequent basis. Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, we, we were we were told a little bit earlier in the window that you know any hope of Anthony Gordon going out on loan was going to be dependent on a on Bernard's future. That did kind of change the last couple of days. You know, there was we were still hearing that there might be a possibility that Anthony Gordon would go out on loan, but I I really personally find that you know quite hard to believe at the minute because as you say, you know, if if Chentosin's move goes through, if Bernard's move goes through, then Everton are just lacking options in in those 
forward uh, positions because you know you'd have Richarlison would become Everton's backup striker essentially uh, behind Dominic Calvert Lewin. So you'd need you'd need some sort of um, recruitment on the wings. I, I would su- suggest, and you know, Anthony Gordon is somebody who's been quite patiently waiting for his opportunities. I think throughout the course of the season, I think at the start of the year he had some really good performances. Uh, so if he can find that form again over the course of the coming weeks and months, then you know it's going to be going to be a great decision for Everton. I think. In terms then of potential incomings and recruitment in forward areas, Ivan Perisic of Inter Milan has been rumoured of uh, interest today already on deadline day. So too, Bournemouth's attacking forward Joshua King as well. Is there anything you can tell us on those, Adam? Josh King just seems to be getting linked with a move to Everton just constantly, doesn't he? I can't remember a transfer window now where Josh King hasn't been linked with a move to Everton. Uh, We haven't. We haven't heard anything about uh, a potential move for Josh King uh, as things stand. I think he was was he linked to Southampton a bit earlier today as yeah. well. So it, you know it does seem that he's uh, angling for a move, and you know he's got his eyes set on the Premier League again. So I wouldn't be surprised to see more talk about that uh, as the day goes on. Ivan Perisic was another interesting one. We're trying to get we're trying to get our own uh, information on that, but I have seen quotes from uh, Interland's chairman or CEO, something like that, saying that. You know, he's not expecting any business outgoing at all from Inter Milan today. So perhaps that's, uh, that's going to be a stumbling block in any sort of interest that Everton might have had there anyway. So on those two, I, I wouldn't say as things stand, it's looking very promising. But, you know, we've been in, we've been in weirder situations before. I think things have changed uh, rapidly throughout deadline days in the past. So, you know, I, I wouldn't rule out anything, to be honest. No, and certainly on just on Ivan Perisic a, a bit further, I suppose the deal bringing James Rodriguez to Goodison Park as well shows sort of the the marketplace in which Marcel Brands and Carlo Ancelotti are now trying to do their shopping. Ivan Perisic, of course, a World Cup finalist with Croatia back in 2018. Yeah, he's a, he's an absolutely top quality player. I think I, I seem to remember he was getting linked with Everton uh, a few years ago. I think he was playing for Wolfsburg at the time, maybe, and he and he was quite strongly linked linked with a move to Everton then and I, I remember thinking to myself that would be one hell of a sign and uh, if they managed to get him in and you know I think you know, the general consensus would be that it, you know, if if he was strongly linked again uh, before the end of the day then a lot of Everton fans would be quite happy to see that because he is still an absolutely top quality player as you say he's a he's a World Cup finalist he's just got an absolute bond of a left foot, foot on him and you, I think you're quite right you know the the uh, the signing of James Rodriguez in the summer kind of showed everybody that Everton, you know, have maybe moved away from that age bracket of, you know, between 20 and 26, you know, planning for the future sort of thing. Everton were looking for players in here and now that we're going to be able to improve this squad. So, you know, I think that would be uh, another example of that if that was to, if that was to be the case. Yeah, certainly. And just final word to, to mention one from earlier in the window, maybe Joshua Xerxes, the, the Bayern Munich forward. He looks as though he's off to, to Palmer on the loan deal. It does. Uh, on a personal level, I'm a little bit disappointed with that because, you know, I haven't, haven't watched him a couple of times from Bayern Munich. I think he is a really good talent. And, you know, obviously, I think all Everton fans know that he has a, a, a bit of a trial spell at Everton even, even before he joined Bayern Munich. I think that was back in. 2017, but obviously he chose to join the German champions, and I suppose you can't really blame him, blame him for doing that. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it looks like Palmer are going to be the ones who've 
secure this signature and you know they they've reportedly been able to offer him a, a lot more game time you know Everton I think we're discussing a, a potential move for Zerxy a bit earlier than the window but I don't think I don't think it ever really got any further than that I don't I certainly don't think it got as far as some reports were suggesting here uh, over the course of the last few weeks so you know I'm, I'm not sure it's any 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 reason to be think it's like one that Everton have missed out on or anything like that I think it's just you know Palmer Palmer have seen their man and, they, and they've got him and fair play to them I know you're busy working away in the background, keeping everyone informed across the Liverpool Echo, Adam. But I suppose the advice for the rest of the day is strap yourselves in. It could be a late one. Nothing on the cards right now, maybe for for Everton. But we certainly know how they like to operate. They do often take it late into the night. Yeah, that's it. Like (laughs) deadline days in the past. I I remember, you know, I've, I've remembered many deadline days when I've been sat here around this time and I've thought to myself, I might actually get get off early this deadline day. It might be. Might be a nice little early finish for me, and then you know things just es- escalate over the course of a couple of hours, and you know things completely change. So, you know, I, I, again, I, I completely wouldn't rule that happen, rule out that happening again. You know, it's just just the way that things go sometimes, isn't it? No, certainly too long in the tooth to know how Everton operate in the transfer window. So don't be going to bed before 11 o'clock. That, of course, when the deadline does pass here in the UK. That's it from us here, though, on Royal Blue for now. Keep across the Liverpool Echo, the live daily transfer blog with all the news that you need to know, as well, of course, as Adam Jones and Phil Kirkbride keeping us up to date with the very latest. But from myself, Guy Clark and Adam Jones, thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.